It was icy cold in the room. Even the thick curtains drawn against the frosty November evening had little effect. Although all the twenty-two years of Sarah's marriage, evening prayers in the Rawson household had always been held here, a fire was never lit. Sam would not allow it. Sarah, watching the fingertips of her mittened hands lose color, expected the breath from her husband's mouth, as in a firm prayerful voice he read from the Psalms, to come out as a white cloud in the freezing air. She moved one leg against the other under her full skirt, just as she had done in the old days, in her cold attic at Mrs. Mumford's, rubbing the woolen of her stockings. Her daughters, Anne and Eliza, seventeen and sixteen now, had their heads bowed. Both their noses were red-tipped. Their brother Ned was watching them, his eyes darting from one to the other and then about the room. At nearly nineteen, he was as restless still as when he had been a small lad. Now he was tapping his foot, but quietly, so that his father would not notice. His pale brown hair, almost as sandy as hers, his gentle features, his kind heart. She was annoyed with herself that he should annoy her, even so little, although that was as nothing, she supposed, since she did not even like her youngest son, Walter. True enough, thirteen years ago he had nearly killed her coming out, and he was cocky too, and greedy, and sly. But still, I will try, she told herself. When he comes back from Richmond school, I'll try. It seemed that only John, her firstborn, never, ever irritated her. Never. She wasn't sure, really, why that should be, but it was. And let me be thankful, and God keep him from harm in Edinburgh, she said to herself. Ned blew his nose loudly. Sam looked up. Surely I will not come into the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to mine eyes, or slumber to mine eyelids. He doesn't need to blow his nose, she thought. It's just for something to do. I was never a fidget like that, and at his age. Why, I had already one child, and expected another. Expected another. And that reminds me, she thought. Under guise of adjusting her collar, she turned her head just a little. Now it's me being restless, to see if their servant Hannah was sitting behind. She wasn't. Over the last two or three months, Hannah had become increasingly a cause for worry, and now this evening she had asked to leave to go up to her room after cooking the meal. She had eaten something which disagreed. Terrible stomach cramps she had. I'm badly with em, she told Sarah. Come to prayers if you can. The master likes to see everyone. Only she hadn't. Well, Sarah thought, in a few days... I shall have to speak to Sam. I shall have to tell him my suspicions, whether he wants to discuss it or no. Although he was a caring person, if the matter was an unclean one, then she'd do as well to be silent. Let not such things be so much as named amongst you. When a few weeks ago she'd tried, saying hesitantly, Sam, just suppose we'd the trouble Mrs. Cummings has got, with her servant Daisy going off to wed, having to wed, Daisy had been with the man who chopped the wood and brought in the coals for Mrs. Cummings. Everyone knew about it. But Sam had just said, If there's any of that here, out.
and then had refused to say more. Let not such things be so much as named amongst you. Well, she thought now, I should have spoken to someone. If, for instance, I'd got on better with Hannah, hadn't always felt she was judging me. And yet I used to think, I know what it's like to be a servant. I will make it easier.'